The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddog.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Driver! Start your engine! Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Yes, indeed. It's the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. And why do I have a big smile on my face? Yes, I'm Rod Gomez. It's because I got soaked up in so much of the California sun out there at Sonoma. Had an absolute blast watching Martin Truex Jr. win the race to cash Cody's 35-1 to 1 yes, ticket. Let's, let's go! go. Woo. Oh, we had a weekend, Rod. Holy shit, it's been a while since we had one like this. Xfinity was just close to perfect if Larson didn't suck at the end. And, and then the Cup Series, like, holy hell, what a weekend. We killed the books. Of course, now we have to take a week off. But <laughs> we're not taking a week off. We're still going to be here. We got plenty of shows planned for you this week. But, man, it looked like you had such a great time. Amazing pictures, amazing videos. Uh, appreciate you sharing that, as always. Looked uh, looked like a blast. And then uh, cashing all those bets on top of it made it, made it even sweeter. You know, it's one thing I've never been to an oval, so that's that's something I have to rectify. I do have uh, Las Vegas in the works, so hopefully that comes through. Uh, that'll be my first oval. But uh, this is my second time watching a, a road race in general. I right? obviously with Sonoma a couple of years ago. You know, there's just something about watching this road race and knowing that you can't see the whole race like right in front of you, you know, knowing that from this grandstands, you can watch as the cars kind of disappear up the hill, but you lose track of them for a little bit. Then you get to see them again. And then once they get past the carousel, then you kind of lose track of them again until they get to turn 11. And then that turn 11 area, if you're standing there in the grandstands. Now for me, this time it was my second time around. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to soak this all up. I'm going to walk all the way around and, and I did, man. I hoofed it. I, I underneath the tunnels, went through turn seven, actually to the carousel, which is a legit carousel behind the, you know, kind of in the in the track area and then walked around to the S's. Like I I made my rounds and I got to keep up with the race. Thankfully, there was not a whole lot of action that I could just kind of say, okay, yep, they're in the same position. They were about 10 minutes ago. And then I, you know, kept going. But uh, I really did take it all in this time. And, and I got to tell you guys, you won't know until you're there how absolutely gorgeous of just scenery around just the, the track itself. Like this, this track is beautiful and Sonoma in general is just gorgeous. And I, I'm, I'm still high off of the, you know, the fumes of, of that. And I tell you too, it's loud too. When you are, I mean, I don't know what it's like in an oval, but in in the road course because you're right down on the action it is loud like it just thunders past you that's awesome yeah i've not yet been to a road course i would really like to go to one just to see see the difference obviously from the ovals but uh yeah again it looked like you had a blast um and yeah it looks it looks like a beautiful place to be obviously just from from watching on tv um you're you're in wine country of course so uh always always looks very nice there yeah, and and again, I mean, I got to meet a lot of uh, uh, cool, obviously drivers and and people in the in the press box. Got to meet our man Bob Prokris for actual this time. Like, I mean, I, I saw him the last time I was there, but I was just like, you know, oh my god, it's Bob Prokris. I can't 
And then this time I was like, hey, Bob, like it's Rod yeah. from the, and he was like, Adam oh, on hey, the show. thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. It was a blast. And then I met Jeff Gluck. That was another cool meet too as well. So awesome. um, a lot of great connections, a lot of great people. Uh, Jeff wants to come on the show, by the way, Cody. Awesome. Nice Good. little conversation with him about handicapping. Uh, and, and then I told him at the end of it, I was like, hey, my buddy had uh, had 35 to 1 on Truex Jr. And he goes, it seemed pretty obvious then, didn't it? And I was like, yeah, I kind of did, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's crazy too how much like, again, this is where sometimes getting those bets in early in the week, like once they got on the track, there was no way in hell he was ever getting anywhere close to that number again because he had so much speed. But obviously, yeah, we'll get into that. But Gluck is a great guy. I talked to him uh, at Kansas as well. Uh, would love to get him on the show. So we definitely need to need to arrange that for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was, like I said, it was fantastic. Oh, I did not put the picture. I don't think I put the picture up on Discord, but Richard Petty in the house Ooh. for Legacy Motorsports. I think you did share one with with Richard. I yeah. think I shared it with you. I don't know that Maybe I put it, it was. Yeah, because you texted me some. I can't remember which one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was just I was back and forth. I was in the Discord. I was on the Twitter. It's like there was well, so much then, going on. I yeah, like I got, I did get your one picture like eight different times in text because oh, huh. things don't say, and I had the same problem when I was at the track. Like it takes forever because there's so many people all yeah. using their phones at the same time for stuff to upload or send and stuff. And so, yeah, I was like, I kept, I'm like, oh, damn, Rod's blowing me up. And I looked and I'm like, oh, it's the same picture <laughs> over and over I'm again. I'm blowing you I up the whole funny. way through. I'm like, <laughs> ah, I got to send you the same picture over and over and over again. It was a really good picture, so there's that. Well, there you go. Now, now you have it in your phone about seven different yeah, times. Exactly. So I saved all of them. Don't worry. I did. listen. I did too, actually. I like when I have to take a picture for my wife, like you got to take like you know you snap like ten different ones so she can pick the one that's angled exactly the correct way. So. The one that's approved. Uh, but I did yeah. see Blaney. Did see Bubba. Like got a picture with them. Had a quick glancing shot with Daniel Suarez. I'll have to post the video uh somewhere maybe youtube maybe i'll maybe we'll put it in the youtube channel of the drivers just coming out in bunches uh i got to see that as well but we'll talk a little more about it and uh and all that other good stuff as we always do because like i said there was a hell of a weekend to recap let's tell you about edge boost edge boost this episode is supported by edge boost it's the world's first bet now pay later visa card edge currently offers up to twenty five hundred dollars in betting advances which can be an extremely valuable tool imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll i'm telling you right now you can do tons of stuff we're going to be talking futures this week you can get down on some of those favorite futures without tying up your bankroll four months with edge boost or double down on a favorite bet that you like or even use it to create an awesome middle or even hedge Hey, just think about it. If you double down with the Truex 35 to 1, how happy you are on that one with your Edge Boost. Edge Boost is not some sleazy loan shark. They charge zero interest. They're not even charging you for this. They want you to use it. That's what it is. You know a way that you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without play, uh, paying any interest? You don't. Do you do now? Edge Boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan. She set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all of your betting accounts in just one place. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so as we said, it was a beautiful weekend in Sonoma. So much racing going on. DoorDash 250 Xfinity guys took to the track for the first time ever in Sonoma. And... It went exactly the way we called it until it didn't, unfortunately. Exactly, exactly like we thought. Larson would just dominate the whole race. Win, easy cash, no problem. Oh, just kidding. Not what? Wow. That was interesting end to the, uh, the race, I will have to say. I Listen, and, and having seen Turn 11, obviously, in person, up close and personal, because the, the end of the pit road goes to pretty much right there at the, at the apex of turn 11. So, uh, you can walk down about as far as you can go and, and turn 11 is like right there in your face. So I watched these guys and, and I'm telling you right now that turn 11, if you, if you try to clip the inside, like Larson did as much as you, as you can and, and, you know, get into those tires, it's over for you. Like you can't, you can't recover. It's a slow corner. And that's what AJ Allmendinger was using, was using all day long to pass the cars that he was passing like he would slam on into turn 11 and and get down underneath these guys and and that was what his whole plan was now it's funny because i watched um i can't remember who i think it was it was elmendinger who clipped those tires early in the in the doordash race and moved him out of the way and opened that lane for everybody yeah. else 
So they kept talking talk about that on the broadcast. Like once somebody would hit him and just move them in. And Harvick even commented because he was in the booth Saturday. He goes, he goes, ooh, those must be a lot lighter this year because last year when they were hitting them, it was destroying cars, and this year it was just moving the tires. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's what happened. And then obviously, you know, Larson getting in there and get fifty three laps. He led Cody fifty three laps in a race that's not even that long. He should have been able to win that race. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, just crazy again. That's uh, you know, all the strategy paid off. Shout out to Eric Amarola. Some people had him two hundred to one. Some great hits. One guy, I got to find, oh, I, I wonder where I saw that at. Was it like 68, One guy 000? had a parlay. Yeah, like 86,000. Oh, shit. Um, but he had a parlay with Truex on Sunday, Almarola the day before. I've seen multiple tickets as well um, with people that had, let's see. I was trying to find it. Where'd I think it it's in the Discord, right? Somebody put it in the Discord. Maybe it was, yeah, which there's a lot of messages in there. So I know. We'll have to <laughs> have to find that later. But um. But yes, it, it just crazy that that people hit hit that kind of stuff. Uh, but shout out to Eric Almarola, he gets a win, which you know not something we see a ton. He kind of jumps up randomly. A road course win, even more shocking. Again, we talked about how loaded this field was with Cup guys. Not a Cup guy we really talked about. Um, gets the RSS guys their first win. That's the Ryan Sieg Racing Team. We talk about Sieg all the time when it comes to the Super Speedways and even other places. Sometimes he's so consistent. Good to see them finally get a win. The first time the number 28 won a um, Cup Series race. Let's see. Number 28 hadn't won a, a race in NASCAR's top three series since Ricky Rudd won oh my in June of tw- 2002 at Sonoma, actually. Huh. Um, the first time in, in all three of the Cup Series or all three NASCAR series that the 28 had made it back to victory lane. So shout out to Allmendinger. Uh, impressive by him again. Strategy at the end, get out front, stay out front. There was no way in hell he was holding Larson off, right? It was just a matter of time. One little tiny mistake Larson made there, and uh, that that cost him the rest of his day, and, and even second place, he ends up finishing on third. So, uh, yeah, but that's just how it goes. Luckily, the rest of our bets went pretty good, so I was, uh, I was pretty disappointed because I was fairly heavily invested on Larson in that race, and he had dropped down to – I saw him at minus 185 before the green flag. God after we got him early in the week at plus 250, like it, it had shifted to max for and odds and it played out during the race. Like that's what you saw, but Hey, that's why they, that's why they're on the race. Right. You know, and that's the thing I was having this conversation, obviously before, before the race started with Jeff Gluck, we were talking about handicapping and, and he asked me how, how difficult it was to handicap this weekend. And I told him, I was like, I mean, it got harder obviously with this being only the second time that we've uh, run this next gen car out there. And then of course, just the the fact that there's no stage breaks and all the stuff we talked about when we handicapped the race in in the first place but i also told him i was like look the thing about nascar is that you can quite literally get everything right you can have all of your research correct everything plays out the exact way that you you say it's going to and then a driver gets greedy on turn 11 and your day's over like that's how quickly it can change the whole thing and if you tell me as as somebody who who consistently handicaps not somebody that just gets something right every once in a while that you said oh well larson was going to mess himself up on turn 11 that's that was my handicap that's why i didn't pick larson i would tell you well then you should be wealthy living in a mansion not on youtube making comments right but and i will point out though that that is why we stress so much to take these long shots especially we talk about this on the f1 podcast a lot and we do it in the cup series Yes, even in the in the Cup Series this week, we talked about it's likely going to be one of those big three, but there is the chance it won't be. That's why you take Truex at thirty-five to one. That's why you take Almarola at two hundred to one. Like that's why you bet these long shots because even though this race went exactly how you thought it was going to go, everything looked like it was just going to be Larson all day long. It still got down to the end. That caution flag changed things. And Larson makes the mistake. That's why you can hit the things. And we have talked about in the past. Sometimes that's why we don't want to bet on the favorites in these smaller series because things can happen. But uh, yeah, it was, oh man, that was heartbreaking on that. I did find the parlay this guy had. Um, there's some rumors out there that this is the same guy who hit the parlay on FanDuel last year where he just Broke hit a bunch bank. of top tens and it won like a million bucks or whatever. 
I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but this was over on Caesars. It was a $25 bet. Almarola at 150 to 1 and Truex 22 to 1. 25 bucks, he won $86,825. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's It gave his odds at plus 347200. Three, For just know. those two parlay For together? Those two. It's a two leg parlay. Yeah. That seems uh, that wow, doesn't we'll seem to, right. We we'll may, have to do some betting on that. We Who may knows? have to have Snoops, uh, <laughs> Snoops.com or what is that? Snopes? Snoops. Snoops. Yeah, whatever. We may, we'll have them snope it out. We need but, to have uh, them snope it out for us because I don't, I don't know if I've ever built a, a two leg parlay that's come out to 32,000. Uh, yeah, geez. We're going to do a lot more uh, bets like that. We're just going to do like a hundred different parlays at, at Daytona if that's the case you know what though those are the things that undo everything that us handicappers are trying to do for them you know people hit parlays like that long shot parlays like that and and it makes it makes everything we do seem like oh well this guy hit it and it was easy uh-huh. well, it was like yeah. yeah but how many weeks in yeah. a row is he yeah hit that? well and how many different parlays like there's there's no way that's the only par- i mean i guess there's a way but it's unlikely that's the only parlay he put down on that week. So yeah, th- those are always. I mean, it's always you know cool to see those. But if that's something you could hit every week, we wouldn't be sitting here because we would just be hitting those on the beach somewhere. Like that's not how it works. Sipping my ties. I, well, exactly. who was it? Who was it that uh, somebody? I feel I can't remember which show it was on. So pardon me for not being able to give attribution properly. But uh, it said the same thing. Like, listen, if 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 it was easy to hit the million dollar parlays, we wouldn't be making content. Right. Like, that's yeah. We, yeah. You know, or we would, but we just wouldn't care. Like, we just give right. out whatever we wanted to, and then yeah. sit back yeah. and go. I, I love talking to all you guys and sharing stuff with you. But if I had found the secret to hitting this every week. I don't know that I'd be telling anyone, and I, you probably would never hear from me. So. I mean, I'd be in the Discord talking and dropping, yeah. in, you know, dropping Maybe. receipts. But Maybe drop here, drop, you know, yeah, I'll go place this bet this week. But yeah, you, you ain't getting the full load of secrets if I'm, uh, yeah. But anyways, uh, well, you know what? If I was on a beach, I know what I'd be wearing. I'd be wearing my bird dog's shorts. You know why? Because it's sexy. It's sexy to sip my ties in bird dog shorts. Those are khaki shorts, if you did not know, and they stretch. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh, because, you know, everybody's got some rocking thighs, and the leg to give you a truly sculpted look. I was always just, I didn't like wearing shorts as a kid because I had hairy legs. Right now, I don't care. I'll rock whatever shorts you want, and I definitely are going to start rocking Bird Dog's shorts because they do the exact same thing that Lululemon does, but fit way better. They fit better than regular shorts. They're made of strict, stiff, restricting cotton, right? Not Bird Dog's. Nope. They are knit fabric that looks good, just like khakis, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Move freely about the track in your bird dog's shorts. I'm telling you right now, it is definitely a game changer. Plus, better than that, they use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. No, ain't nobody like themselves some sticky, sweaty, nasty shorts. No, sir. Bird Dogs does not get you that at all. How to get in on these great Bird Dogs. Look, you've already got your Shady Rays. Pair them up with a good old-fashioned pair of Bird Dogs khakis. Go to birddogs.com slash pool. Enter promo code pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler. And, of course, those amazing bird dogs khaki shorts. You don't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All, all I heard there was no swamp ass, which is <laughs> a, a super positive when it comes to shorts because that happens a lot in the summertime. But we've got some pretty cool sponsors, right? You got your Shady Rays. You got your bird dogs. You sit down. Uh, you, you got your edge of... Uh, double down the boost that you can use to buy more your, shady uh, rays and more bird dogs exactly and you're drafting your uh, underdog best ball teams i mean <laughs> at least we've if we got nothing else for you we have cool ass sponsors that's for sure i'm absolutely loving it uh you know what who else has cool ass sponsors is of course the uh, cars on the track there was a lot of fun ones this week i, I liked uh, watching and you know what's crazy so as i was stuck in traffic leaving the the track because Look, for much as I love the track, getting out of that thing is is no picnic. So the track, uh, 
exit, right? The way you can exit when you come out of the, the, the parking lot for media and, and all the, the badge holders, you come out going one way on a freeway. There's the only way you can go. You can only go the way and, and it's not the way that I need to go. It's the opposite direction of the way I need to go. So I have to come out and I'm stuck in two lane traffic for the better part of 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And then, but then when I finally get to the light, I get to flip around and be stuck in it again for another eh, 20, 30 minutes. So I'm almost an hour in the same area. And it's literally just a loop. But part of the cool thing I got was as I was stuck on the top of the hill, at the bottom of the hill, all the haulers were coming out. So I got oh, nice. to watch all most of the haulers just start, you know, driving their way out. That's and the, it was the a, hauler parade. The hauler parade. It was pretty cool. I actually I was like, man, this is uh this is neat. I will say that's one thing, Kansas Speedway, when they built that track, they literally put it right next to two different interstates. So there's one interstate's going one direction and one's going the other direction, and it funnels out so nicely. Two different directions, like they do a great job there. When I went to when I went and saw the the Kyle Larson high limit series the other night. It took me almost two hours to get out of the local dirt track parking lot, which I get it. I mean, there was a fuck ton of people there, but uh, yes, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a long time sitting in the parking lot, so I feel your pain. Well, and it's what's incredible too is that as you're driving to the track, it's it's nestled in this in this set of hills, and honestly, you don't know that there's a raceway there. Like when you're driving, when you're driving to the uh, on that freeway to not even a freeway, it's a highway. It's a it's it gets to the uh, two lanes. Is it two or one? I think it's one at that point. But as you're driving up, it's just nestled in this hilltop. I've got pictures. I'll, I'll definitely have to send it to you. But you, you, you don't know there's a raceway there. You don't know that NASCAR hmm. has one of its biggest and oldest races in the circuit in that that hillside. So it's just pretty neat. I again, crazy. Sorry to gush, but I, I just <laughs> love that race. Oh, no, that's what we're here. That's what everybody's listening for. Everybody was excited for uh, to hear your tales. Yeah. No. And and what's crazy too is that as you're walking through. Um, through the, the garage area, uh, you know, I got to see all the people giving tours and then, you know, there's, there's Joey standing by his trailer. There's, you know, uh, Austin Dillon doing a press conference right there. And so, you know, you're just walking by and all these guys are walking by you like Kyle Larson and his wife, they were, they were there at the bottom of the stairs of the media. That's where I got the picture that I put up on, on, you know, but you know, they're, they're just standing there. And, and it's funny because everybody on the other side of the fence is like, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. And I'm just kind of standing next to him. I'm like, Oh yeah, there's Kyle. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I I feel like you don't get that in like football and and stuff like that. Like it's straight to the locker room, straight out to their cars. Like they're not just hanging out. And these guys in the Cup Series, like they're just hanging out. And there's the, you know the fan walks there where where people can see them all. And then there's a lot of fans allowed in the garage area and stuff as well. And just yeah, walking walking through there like regular old people. A lot. Fans. I mean, I, I went yeah. in 2020 and it was not that busy and it was oh, way yeah, busier bet. now. <laughs> like I, I thought, Oh my God, where'd all these people come from? This wasn't the same as last time. So That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get to recapping some bets. I know they're here to listen to my Sonoma stories, but, uh, uh, we actually had a hell of a weekend that we can't wait to recap with you. So, uh, the Xfinity series, like we said, took place. It was not the Kyle Larson win, Kyle Larson domination, but good good on Eric Amarola. But like Cody said, we actually hit some good old-fashioned uh, bets in this one. So, Cody, I, I know you're ready to get started for your edge down. This was your edge yes. boost double down. Yeah, this was my edge boost double down. Austin Hill over Ross Chastain, minus 120. Easy peasy. Austin Hill, a horrible eighth-place finish. That's the worst finish he's had in like four months. And again, Chastain actually... I was a little impressed with Chastain in practice and in qualifying. He showed a little bit of speed, started 15th, but uh, an 18th place finish really about where you expect him to be in that type of equipment. So kind of worked out uh, where it usually does for him. He uh, got a little Ross Chastainy in that race as well. I can't remember who it was, but it was he Nemechek. dumped somebody. Uh, yes, it was Nemechek. Got, uh, got into him at some point. So Chastain doing Chastain things, but uh, yeah, another week of not hearing from him in the Cup Series. To no surprise, but uh, yes, easily hit that one. Austin Hill over Ross Chastain, so uh, loved loved that play to start. Yeah, and that was the thing too with John Hunter Nemechek. He he wasn't. I mean, he was struggling a little bit, and then and then of course Ross Chastain got into him. But then he what he did pit uh, uh, early in that that first cycle that got him out front again. 
there, oh, there was so much pit strategy this weekend. I, I I think they've hit the I think they've hit this perfectly. You don't do the stage cautions on on the road courses. How we're doing it, I like it because it introduces so much strategy, and we saw that play out on Saturday. We saw it play out on Sunday too, where it just shook everything up based on the strategy guys took, based on when cautions randomly fall. I don't think we're ready to implement that back in oval racing yet because it'll keep things more bunched up. But um, I loved the strategy angle and how it how everything played out in both these uh, races this weekend. Well, and listen, there was two cautions in both races. Like there was there was hardly any cautions, and we said there weren't going to be very many. Boy, did we we <laughs> we were right on that one. Yes, we did get that right. This one, this this track just doesn't. It's not like the Codas. It's not like the Indy Road courses where. Once you get a caution late, you get 47 more cautions. Like this type of track really tends to spread out. And the cautions really weren't even great. Like in the Cup Series, one of them was for a loose tire on pit road, not even anything on the racetrack, just a safety issue on pit road. And then I think Denny Hamlin Denny was the other spun, one where, yeah. He, yeah, he got spun out. And and then we almost had the Tyler Reddick where he had the flat tire right in front of pit road. And then he just uh, whipped it around and went in backwards, which smart move by him. And, uh, I was I was so glad that happened because I did not want to see another caution flag at that point with Truex kind of running away with it. No, sir. Um, all right. So for my first bet, uh, I hit this one as well, and uh, it was Austin Hill over John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, obviously, Austin Hill just said it was a, a bad eighth-place finish for him, but uh, John Hunter Nemechek finished in 16th, got Ross Chastain, and really that's kind of what it was, that the pit cycle uh, it got him out front again. But, uh, yeah, just not, not the kind of day that John Hunter Nemechek wanted out of that car and wanted out of uh, Sonoma. So, unfortunately, he's going to have to go into this off week kind of licking his wounds. But, again, Austin Hill, you know, we, we called it. We, we thought that he would do better than, uh, than a lot of people. Granted, he did. And, and it was just really the, the cup folks and, uh, you know, a surprise by, by Kligerman there and, and Allgaier and Hill were kind of fighting you know, for it. You know what's hilarious? All those fourth-place finishes in a row – you take out the four cup guys who finished first through fourth, and Austin Hill finished fourth again. Like he finished fourth of the of the Xfinity regulars yet again. It's just his consistency is insane. Well, that's <laughs> but, why he's uh, up there in the point standings. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and John Hunter, he just did kind of have an off a little bit, but uh, yeah. Again, this this was a great call by you. I hit my next one as well. I had Cole Custer over Sheldon Creed, dipping my toes back into betting on Custer once again. Again, a not very good starting spot. 26 this week. He started dead last last week. Come all the way through the field. A nice sixth place solid finish for him. Um, and for Creed, started third up there again. Showed some speed, but ends up 11th on the day. Um, and, and so Custer does cash this head-to-head. -head. Yeah, Creed was getting passed early, unfortunately. And it just it didn't seem like he had the kind of car that he had last week in Portland this week. So And, and, and we talked about it, too. These are two completely different tracks, right? I mean, you cannot... With Sonoma, the the uphills, the the amount of, of turns that they've got to go through as far as, you know, they're not slam they're not under breaking turns. A lot of them are, are pretty big sweeping turns. You only got really one big shot to pass uh, unless you get up the hill in, in a in a hurry and getting four four wide there at the first at the top of the hill. But yeah, it's it's definitely uh, it was tough for Creed on the day. My next bet was Sammy Smith over Parker Kligerman. Well, we just talked about it. Parker Kligerman had a hell of a drive. He went from 12th to 5th, uh, so got to hand it to him. He stuck with it. He looked pretty good, best, too. Uh, best finishing of the, the Xfinity regulars, so yeah. shout out to him. Definitely, and for Sammy Smith, just not a good day for him overall. Uh, ends up in ninth. I say that not good day, but still. He, he didn't yeah. look like he was going to be competing for this, a top man, five spot all day. Didn't bring what we thought we were going to see from him yet again. This was the only leg of my four-leg parlay I gave out on Friday's show that did not cash. Plus 872 hit all three head-to-heads in the Cup Series side of things. And Sammy Smith had to fuck me over. Oh. Now I'll go back to betting on Parker Kligerman, and I'm sure his equipment will suck once again. <laughs> but uh, it is I, I love Parker Kligerman. Glad to see him get through a couple of races without issues. Hopefully that continues going forward. I had Justin Allgaier over Daniel Suarez. Um, this one a little bit looked maybe. I mean, Allgaier, he started second. So it's uh, 
I guess you could say Allgaier was going to have a pretty good weekend, but there were times where Suarez looked like a little bit of a threat early on, um, but then he ended up twenty-seven. Yeah, so he and he ended. Was he running at the end? Yeah, he was yeah, running. He was but running, not. but I he had some type of issue in that race. Um, and, and yeah, so I don't know what happened there, but this was a pretty easy one again. I'm not going to say we were completely right on calling out some of these uh, Cup Series regulars that maybe weren't in as good a rides because obviously, look at what Almirola did, right? But but as far as Chastain, as far as Suarez, that was kind of our thoughts on fading them with these Cup with these Xfinity regulars. Is I think that the books just see these these matchups where it's like these Xfinity guys are going to hit, but the general public's going to look and be like, "Well, this is a Cup Series guy against who's this Austin Hill?" You know, if they don't pay attention to Xfinity as much. And so I think they take a lot of action on the other side of those, and the book wins. Again, that's why we dive deeper into it. Um, and again, this was a, another another one where this was very obvious side of it, uh, and you got it at only minus one ten. Um, and so I think that that was a was a great call out there. And and Allgaier again, another nice solid day for him. Seventh place, third of the of the Xfinity regulars, uh, and easily cashed this one over Suarez. Indeed. Uh, all right, my next bet pitted against Riley Herbst. Uh, the number, I'm just doing this now for Ty Tiger. He loves the beep. Like, I think he probably spit out some coffee as I hit that beep. I'm literally, guys, uh, that'll be that'll probably be the last time I ever do it. I had to do it one more time for him. I, I don't know. if I, don't, I hope it's not the last time. I like it. It's, it's like a full-time bit now. I don't know if it's on my tweet when I sent out all the stuff we hit uh, on Saturday evening. Uh, I made sure when I typed this one that bleep over Herbst cashed at minus 110. That's hilarious. (laughs) Although that is what extemporaneous speaking will do for you. It will give you moments like that where you're not Are you abusing the English language again? I, if nothing else. (laughs) I don't even know what that word means. (laughs) (laughs) I had to fit it in this time. I've been been, uh, neglected to do so. So uh, I, I had to do that. All right. So the number 11 car finished only a couple of spots actually above Riley Herbst, uh, it was 13th place for young number 11 uh, to 15th place for Riley Herbst. And Herbst had problems early, so he salvaged a day. I mean, yeah. obviously that pit stop <laughs> really helped him, the early pit stop. And then, now, granted, he tried to he tried to jump to the front of the pack. Uh, when they were like, yeah, NASCAR was like, wait a second. And they go to commercial and they come back and he's like four spots back farther. <laughs> it's like, what? what the hell just happened? They're like, you'll notice that Riley Herbst is no longer in the lead. Here is why. <laughs> I thought that was uh, interesting, but yeah, yeah. Again, great call. I guess great to see Riley get a solid 15th place finish. That's the best run he's had in weeks. So mm-hmm. maybe some positive momentum going into the off week. But uh, who been rough for them? This was again the the obvious bet. Number 11 didn't catch on fire this week. He did cost me this next bet though. I had Chandler Smith to win Group D plus 210, missed it by one spot. Easily beat Riley Herbst. Easily beat Brandon Jones. Number 11 beats Chandler Smith by one spot. Number 11, Mr. Beep finishes in 13th. Chandler Smith in 14th. So just missed out on cashing that group bet at plus 210. You also just missed out on another bet, Rod. I This one's heartbreaking. You take out Amarola, this one hits. Like, it was Ty Gibbs as a top that's, three Man, that's car. what's so crazy is, like, we said these three guys are going to be the top three likely at the end of the day and they were all day long until they weren't rod <laughs> hey, hey listen and again like we said we've got to give all props to that 28 team and their and their strategy calls because that ultimately is what did it it would have been these three it would have been ty gibbs as a top three car at the end of the day if almirola and his team did not do what they needed to do to get him the track position which we know at this track everybody said it all the announcers have said it Everybody said it going into this week that track position was king on this. They got him track position. Look what they got him. The win. And cost Ty Gibbs, who finished way off of this. I don't know. How How can I even handicap Ty Gibbs as a top three car? Oh, wait. He finished yeah, All fourth. the way back in fourth place. <laughs> but it uh, doesn't matter if he finished fourth or 35th. <sighs> it doesn't cash, unfortunately. No. But uh, I had given out Mayer and Barry as top threes, plus uh, a 10 to 1 and 13 to 1. Talked about them being long shots, but just hoped that that maybe they would hang around. Mayor 10th wasn't, I mean, he started 6th, but really wasn't a factor much of the day. Barry had consistent pop problems throughout the day. Uh, he was like four laps down at one point. He finished 30-30s, the last of the cars that were not out of the race. So 
just a real rough day for Barry. Um, I would place these bets again, though, because uh, I think at the price they were at, you were getting value, uh, and it could have easily been that they were the ones who made the strategy call and won this race and cashed those bets uh, instead of an Almirola. So I didn't hit, but uh, again, I don't think they were uh, bad bets at all. Damn gerbils. Stop turning. That's what it was. Uh, all right. Well, my next one hit and continues a pretty decent streak of, uh, of car number bets. Rod, Rod knows his car number bets. Hey, so I had the winning car number over 16 and a half at minus 110. It was not the one we thought it was going to be, but it was over uh, tw- uh, 16 and a half. By my math, anyways, 28 is, is larger than 16 and a half. But yeah, I mean, I told you, I told you that. You know, obviously there were some heavy hitters above that 16 and a half line. We thought it was going to be Larson. We thought you double dip with that. But uh, the fact that it was, it was uh, Almirola, if you didn't, if you did not put an Almirola bet down, this was the one that cashed you for Almirola. And that's, again, that's why you place these types of bets. And it's not always, uh, you know, a lot of times like these numbers are, are specifically placed, right? It was 16 and a half because Almendinger's 16 and Larson's 17. And those were going to be the best two guys most likely. But sometimes you look at the other guys like, who are some of these other possibilities? And we're going to get to the same thing when we get to the Cup Series side of things. But I hit with the odd number, and it was the same thing. Like, yes, these top three guys are all odd numbers, but look at all these other guys in odd numbers that could win this as well. And there you go. One of them does. So, um, again, this, these these types of bets, man, and we've been really crushing these over on the F1 Gambling Pod too with as far as like classified car numbers and that sometimes you can get a real good advantage on some of these. So another great call by you. Uh, for winners, I had Larson plus 260. Obviously, I think this was a great bet. Uh, he dominated this race. He should have won. Even despite losing the race late, he was going to catch him. He was going to pass him. It was just a matter of time. It was almost like he was just taking his time getting there, and then he just pushed too hard in one corner, made one small mistake, and and that's what cost him. It sucked. It was unfortunate. Um, and then the rest, I just, like I said, I was going to go heavy on Larson toss out these long shots just in case the long shot won, which I was right about. That's why you toss these long shots out because it can happen. Uh, and I had John Hunter at 25 to 1, Mayer at 40 to 1, Barry at 80 to 1. We already talked about all three of those guys. At those numbers, I would place those same bets all over again. Um, and those guys, I would still say, all better than than Almarola as far as equipment goes, as far as being Xfinity Series drivers. Um, and so to, to have been put in a position where a long shot wins, if you go into this race saying, hey, a longer shot's going to win this race, I would have placed these three bets all over again for the exact same reason. And even though I had picked the favorite in Larson, that's why you still bet long shots because they can hit. And we saw it in both races this weekend. Indeed. Well, I had called Almondinger out at plus 300. Obviously, like we said, it, we both thought it was going to be Larson. But if anybody was going to catch that, it was Almondinger. And hey, guess what? It was close. Uh, Almendinger definitely was one of the top cars all day. Why? Because he did end up finishing in second place to Eric Almarola. So, I mean, not bad for that. He actually did lead a couple of laps, uh, did AJ Almendinger. And then I also gave out Justin Allgaier just as my long shot at 15 to 1. And listen, he started second. He started outside pole. So, to get the outside pole on this track at 15 to 1, not bad. Now, granted, he didn't have the type of day. That I think he wished he would have had, but he was fighting with Larson, Almarola, Dinger, and uh, and all the other crew, right? Custer, who fought his way up there. Uh, so seventh place for a fifteen to one. If I've learned nothing from Cody, that it's it's you know it's okay to lose some of these long shots because of the fact that a fifteen to one still you know why? The- because the thirty five to one is going to win the next day and make it pay off for you, Rod. That's why. That's why. <laughs> That's but- why you place these bets because yes, most of the time they don't hit. When they do, it's a party. Well, and I, I was talking to Jeff Gluck about this, if I could name drop, as I always do, uh, <laughs> about the whole, you know, just, just handicapping these races and talking about the fact that, listen, if, if, if you pick and if your research is solid, you know, you shouldn't feel bad if a, a bet doesn't hit because how can I, you know, have predicted that Almarola would make a, a pit call like that? Tell me in the data, tell me where I can find that specific data point and everything I've I've studied up until then is not prepared me for the fact that Eric Amarola's crew is going to swing for the fences and and win him the race right yeah and that's 
Again, that's why you sprinkle these long shots because it can happen no matter how good a guy like Kyle Larson is the entire race. So if you had him, shout out to you. I know we've we had a few people that, that were on him. I saw a lot of people on Twitter. Surprise for being a 200 to one. There was a lot of people that were on him, which uh, shout out to all of you guys. That's a, that's a great hit for you. Shout out to all your Photoshopping skills. We'll be back to talk about the cup race in a second. (laughs) Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning. Give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including. The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. All right, surprisingly enough, for as much as I was at this race, watching this race, I, I, don't, I don't know how people can stay in the media center it's, the whole time at that It's track. really hard in person to keep up with everything that's going on and you don't even if you have the radio in your ear or you're listening to the scanners like you're not getting the full tv breakdown and and it is hard to keep track of exactly everything that's going on and you're watching things on the track and not necessarily hearing every single storyline or or seeing everything um that is that is something that i have noticed even just sitting in the grandstands but then especially like if you're walking around and you're between the media center or the you know the press box and and being on pit road like it is hard to keep up with everything that's going on throughout the day yeah and and it makes it doubly hard to do it on a road course where you can't see half of the track right. anyways so i guess i guess that's why people can stay in the media center all day but not me man i wanted to experience it i wanted to get be out down there. there maybe if you go to every race yeah. i guess you just kind of get into a rhythm but now, if you're there, you got to walk around and, and take it all in for sure. I will say, though, that I was in the media box for both cautions. I, I And it's weird because I, I don't know what the people thought of me because I would pop in real quick and I would do something. Like I would drink water or whatever, and then I would go out. Like two minutes later, I would just go. Like I was always, you know, whatever. And then uh, so I was there when the 38 got the loose wheel in the pit, and I was like, oh, pit. I was Because I'm standing there looking over the 38's pit. That's where the the media. So I was, as you look out, it's that sec that first row of pits. The second one is behind it, but the first one's in front of it. So I saw the thirty eight, and then uh, Denny spinning on the front stretch. I was like, ah, oh, Denny spin on the front stretch, and so all of us in the pit box are like, oh my god, what happened? So that was kind of cool. But other than that, yeah, I wasn't in the pit box very, I was press box very much. I was, you know, roaming around behind the pit stalls and and watching these guys. And yeah, it's so crazy. I love, damn it, I love yeah, everything about that. <laughs> It's a great time for sure. Yeah. Uh, a great time, though, was cashing 35 to once, and that's exactly what we yes. did and this weekend. not only that, we had a bunch of the other stuff, too. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Larson did keep up his disappointing disappointments for Saturday. Oh, my God. I guess this would have been before the race. But, uh, yeah, pole, pole award, again, he had done it five times in a row. You expect him to be fast. He just came out, laid down a couple stinkers, and that was it. He didn't even make the final 10. He didn't even get to sweat it out. It was plus 450. It shot down to like plus 100 before qualifying, plus 150. So it was like, got in on this early, got a good price. Didn't fucking matter because he sucks. Denny Hamlin, who knows what his qualifying odds to win were, but if anybody bet on him, I'd be shocked because what would make you think that he's going to qualify unless Tyler Reddick was in his car? Like, no idea, but that was shocking to see. And then for as long as he held the lead going into the I thought for sure by the second corner, Reddick would be around him if they hadn't already arranged for like Reddick to just take the lead right away and run off with it. Like that was all shocking, but uh, Toyota Toyota's back on road courses. We talked about that going into this race. Things are different this year, how we're throwing out last year. I think that was a good call because Toyota's looked arguably like the best manufacturer for Sunday, Saturday and Sunday's cup events between, between qualifying and the race. But uh, yeah, still on the pole plus four fifty. Did not hit. Uh, this this was an unfortunate one. Yeah. Well, and and honestly, Hamlin, I, I'm sure he didn't even know where that lap came from. He was probably <laughs> like, "What the hell did I just do?" Uh, I mean, he was excited about it, but I, like I said, I don't think he knew where that. I came from. I thought it was uh, hilarious too. Just a quick a quick aside while we're talking about what these guys thought. Uh, they were talking to Eric Almarola, 
uh, it, I think it was during Cup Series qualifying, and he had he had he had had a really good qualifying lap in uh, Xfinity, or pra- he ran good in practice or something. And they're like, "Well, how how does it you know being out there in this Xfinity car? How does it make you feel?" And he goes, "Well, looking at the scoreboard, looks like it doesn't make a difference. Like just totally dogging on himself for sucking in the Cup car because he was like in the twentieth, like twenty fifth or something. It was hilarious." I, I thought that was pretty funny. It was just like throwing shots at himself right there on the broad. I was like, damn. <laughs> hey, you got to laugh at yourself sometimes, too. That's, That's right. what we say. Um, all right. So I had the winner of stage two to win the race. Uh, it didn't happen. I mean, it, Denny won stage one. Kyle won stage two. Kyle probably could have this, won yeah. that race. And this ends up being insurance on your Truex. Like if Kyle somehow catches it and passes Truex there at the end, this ends up being your insurance policy on that uh plus 250 but again those random cautions and and when to pit type of things are just kind of what threw a wrench into this as far as as it not cashing but uh, i still don't think that it was a, a bad bet to take because if it had kind of been a truex runaway if we if the cautions hadn't fallen when they did i think truex would have had you know probably won that stage but ended up pitting earlier because because of when the caution fell and all of that stuff yeah, and that was it too. It was Kyle Busch winning that second stage because of all that. That because right, Denny yep. spun out. It, yeah, it worked out perfect when he was on pit road, and they were able to stay out and and keep that track position, which uh, again is what made this. That was the exciting. Again, like somebody pointed out on Twitter, like for all you people saying that it, this was exciting because the strategies, because nothing else was happening. Like you're not completely wrong. Like there wasn't much else happening. So luckily, we had the strategy to to keep it entertaining. I had the winning car number as odd. Uh, minus 145. I said I love this bet. Wrote it up in my article as well on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, and yeah, this one uh, was a fairly easy. I, I mean, I guess you get the you know second place and third place end up being Joey Logano too. Third place. What just I don't even remember him finishing in third. So weird. But um, but Martin Truex again hits this one as the odd number car. You had Elliott, you had Larson, you had Reddick, who you all expected to be good. Um, but they didn't hit it, but luckily Truex holds off in the odd number car bet hits. Shout out to uh to Chris Busher, by the way. Fourth place finish. That is, is it seven? I had the stat right here. Let me find it. Seven top ten finishes in a row on road courses. Wow. For Chris Busher. Yeah. It's gonna be a guy we need to keep we need to be watching his uh winner odds at these types of tracks because to be that good and that consistent, man impressive and you know in his post-race interview too i mean i I was standing there while he was talking uh, and and basically he was just like yeah that's good but i i want better like it was it was crazy he looked disappointed to finish the way he did and i was like damn sound like you're you're well that was his tweet fourth place with a thumbs up and he says (laughs) next up we've got to win one of these things that's what he said too on the track yeah that's and that's exactly what his his thoughts are yeah because he said he and i have i think i have the video too he's like fourth place is great but we got to win one He's like now. Now I'm getting greedy. Now I want Man. to win one. So RFK solidly in the playoffs with both our cars at this point. There, uh, things are looking up for that group. Indeed. Uh, all right. My next bet was AJ Allmendinger over Austin Cindric. This was not even close uh, at all. <laughs> AJ Allmendinger, as we said, he was going to be one of the better cars on the track all day long. Uh, obviously, sixth place finish for him. Austin Sindrick mired down Just in the standings at 25th. The bed all weekend. Yeah, what the hell? It was bad. Bad, bad, bad for Sindrick. So, yeah, started 34th, finished 25th. Like, it, horrible weekend for Sindrick, which was not at all expected. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it wasn't. But I, it's, it, as I was watching the, the, the leaderboard, too, up in the, in the box, I was always like, okay, 16, 2, 16, 2. And it was never, it was never like a 16, 2, oh my God, what a sweat. No, it was always like, 16 and two easy easy cash yeah and i was hesitant on this one i think i even said it when you when you brought it up i was like man i feel like cindric's gonna be good and cindric was not good in any way shape or form bad weekend for him i had kyle bush over ross chastain minus 120 another easy hit here i'm actually surprised to see that chastain finished 10th i didn't realize he had that decent of a finish like again just a complete non-factor throughout the day i don't even remember him being mentioned on the broadcast I don't think they talked about him. He came up once on Saturday because he bumped John Hunter Nemechek out of the way. Um, but other than that, uh, again, just another weekend of nobody talking about Chastain. Bush, just like he did at Coda, nice solid second place. 
That eight car was good on road courses last year, good on road courses again this year. I think that's going to continue to be something we'll have to hit on as we uh, still four more road courses coming up this season, um, three more traditional road courses and Chicago Street Race, which that's coming up in two. We got a week off this week, and then we have Nashville, and then it's Chicago. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to handicap that one, Rod. <laughs> oh, we're just going to have some fun, man. This is what it's that's, all about, that's right? going to be like betting on a super speedway, I think. Yeah. It's going to be, you're going to have to take that approach to that race. But uh, I can't yes, wait to see KFB the odds. KFB over Ross. What's that? I can't wait to see the odds. Oh, it's going to be, and when I saw that, I think it was Chris Worm had uh, uh, tweeted that out today where he was saying, so who do you, who would you make the favorite, you know, and having people like plead their, you know, why, who would you make the favorite in this race and why, basically? There were some some interesting responses on there because uh, who the fuck knows what to expect there? Somebody somebody commented Joey Logano because he wins everything. Oh, <laughs> That's new. new so yeah. I think we'll definitely have to bet on that. But Zane uh, Smith because yeah. why not, right? <laughs> Long yeah, shots. Is, yeah, this is like, yeah, is that hand guy racing in this one? That might be, he might be a good bet for something like this. Who the hell knows? Well, and, and so with Kyle Busch, though, that's the thing we talked about it. He's got that stretch of second place finishes, top five finishes. Like last season was an anomaly. So the fact that he rose rightfully back into that second spot, that top five spot, that was no surprise. What at all. have we been saying since November, Rod? The season ended and the very next week when Cup Championship odds came out. 20 to 1. We started saying it right then, mm -hmm. and we have not stopped. This is his revenge tour. Mm -hmm. Three wins in his last four races. Uh, second this week, first last week, sixth the week before, seventh the week before. Like he is on a fucking heater. And I don't think he's gonna slow down anytime soon. Now, and he was pissed too in his post-race interview. I mean, he was just like He's like, you can't pass on these tracks. I mean, you got to get yeah. track position. It's got. Well, and that's the thing. I think he had the better car late in that race. Like, he for a while. At some point, eventually, Truex kind of started pulling away. But for a while, I thought for sure that Bush was going to get him, and I was just like, oh, don't please don't catch him. Like it, it looked like he was going to get him, uh, and did not. Luckily, but uh, yeah, it's Bush has been a man on a mission here lately. Well, and it's crazy because. From the press box, you can see the front stretch, right? That's that's the part where you can definitely see the front stretch. So, um, you watch the the little TV screen, and then you see uh, you see them coming around eleven, and then I know that it's two seconds, and I look, and then they're they're coming straight forward. So I saw, you know, I see Truex, and then you see Truex, and then you're like, and then all of a sudden there's Bush. So like you knew there was a big lead. Now when you started to see Truex catching Hamlin. That was that was like Hamlin and then Truex. Like it was, it, you can do tell it was getting close. So this right. at the end of it, it wasn't even close. It was like Truex. It may have seemed closer on TV, but on the track, I was like, "There's no way you got it." There's a like, yep. he's got work oh, to do. <laughs> so, um, all right, my next bet was Larson over Reddick, and of course that happened. Uh, Kyle Larson ended up in eighth place. Tyler Reddick, for what it's worth, like he, what? I don't know, his car. He qualified second, and yeah. you thought, okay, here we go. Like At that point, I thought it was over. Like He's going to take the lead. He's going to lead every single lap of this race, just completely Verstappen the show. And like on the start, he dropped back to like fourth. And then he was just – it was a bad day for Reddick, which for being the, the new guy at the road courses, he's won three of them over the last couple of seasons. Like Just to absolutely be silent, it was very, very strange out of, uh, out of Reddick especially – when I just talked about how good Toyota was and, and all the improvements we've seen from Toyota. So it was like, why wasn't Reddick a part of that? That I mean, he, he didn't really have much time on the track last year because they had an issue early and he didn't really get the quality laps. I don't know if that has something to do with it, but very interesting that, that he did suck as much as he did on Sunday. Yeah, he ended up finishing in 33rd position. Yeah, 33rd position. Uh, just not a good day for that 45 team. Well, and then they had the flat tire where he goes in backwards in the pits, and then they made him still serve a penalty after, which I thought was, I, I get why you make him serve the penalty, right? But at the same time, like, he just, he was helping out by not having to throw a caution, right? And, uh, yeah, I don't whatever. But anyways, yes. This was, again, great call by you, plus money. Again, we talked about it. If you could get any of these guys against any of these other, these top three, if you were getting anybody plus money against another one, why not? Because... It wasn't guaranteed they were all three going to be the best three. And even if they were, you didn't know which one it was going to be. 
Um, and so, yeah, so this one cashed for you. Uh, I had Byron over Keslowski minus 160. This one is closer than it should have been. Um, Byron ends up 14th and Keslowski 16th. So, and they started 25th and 26th. So, again, the books with a matchup that doesn't seem like it should be, but they end up finishing close to each other. Uh, a little bit of a sweat for, especially for being at minus 160, but this one did cash very nicely. So, uh, I will take it. Yeah. But Brad had to come in, uh, early on that one cycle. So he came in early and then came in again. So not a very good day for, for Brad Kazowski all the way around. I will say though, in front of his hauler were two, uh, sets of free, uh, Hawaiian bread, uh, the, the Hawaiian brand bread. So you could grab a free pack of bread if you wanted it. Uh, and there were pretzel buns and everything. I, I refrained because I was trying to be professional, but I felt like I should have <laughs> grabbed at least two or three of those uh, those Hawaiian King Hawaiian bread. Dude, those things samples. are so freaking good. <laughs> I know, I know. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be like, oh, thanks for the bread, bread. Um, <clears throat> all right, my next bet was Zane Smith as the winner of Group B or Group F rather, uh, with Dylan Priest and Bubba Wallace. Poor Zane Smith. Uh, that loose tire definitely just killed his day. He'd pitted and he was in. He was leading this group for the longest time. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, like that, like that wheel fell off, and that was it. The literal wheel fell off of his day. Uh, Ryan Priest finishes in thirteenth. Not a bad day. Bubba Wallace finished in seventeenth. Austin Dillon in nineteenth. But uh, you know, Zane Smith, I thought could have had a better day, were it not for that pit blunder. Yeah, agreed. That that really just cost him everything. Uh, Priest. Kind of a surprisingly good performance. He did win the Arca Series race uh, on, I believe that was Saturday, or was it? Might have been Friday, Friday. Night. either Friday night or either way. But uh, he did win that, so he got some track time there. But uh, yeah, I think Zane Smith was running pretty decent until the tire thing, and and at that point, that's uh, out of his hands. You know, there's nothing he can do. So I had Kyle Busch top three plus three hundred. This one cashed. That was another nice hit at plus money. Um, again, he had done it earlier this season. We'd seen the eight car being good, took some strategy, but they did it. Uh, obviously Burnett as the crew chief knows how to get these guys up front at these road courses. And, and then his drivers are doing the work from there. So Kyle Busch top three plus 300, uh, that one, that one cashed very nicely with the second place finish. Yeah. A 12th place start for Bush and almost kind of looked like it wasn't going to happen because it's just a lot yeah, of he fast wasn't, cars. He, yeah, he wasn't a top three car throughout the day for for any means. But once he got up there on the the pit cycling, uh, then he was able to hold on to it very nicely. Um, and so, yeah, so it ended up working out in that manner. Strategy for sure. I uh, had Winnie Manufacturer as Chevy at minus 150. But, you know, again, we were kind of counting on Kyle Larson or Kyle Busch winning this race. And both of them could have. Uh, unfortunately, neither one of them did. Uh, so yeah, it just, and for Kyle Larson, man, he just did not have anything all day long. It was just not his day it, at all. It was kind of surprising at how the big three quote unquote, just did not quite live up to what you thought there was points where Larson looked a little bit fast, right? He was kind of running when you get to the long runs, he looked faster than the other guys. Um, but he didn't really have anything for him. And, and Elliot had his points too. There was a strategy call for a while that, Maybe he was going to be sitting in the right position, but things didn't quite work out. I think he was like about four laps late on hitting that just right, um, and so it didn't work out. But yeah, again, we expected Toyota to be better, but I even said I wouldn't bet on Toyota to win this race. I would just take Reddick or, or pick your Toyota guy, which whew, luckily that strategy worked out for me, right? But I was surprised. I mean, Hamlin looked very good. Truex obviously looked great. Uh, Reddick was the one who struggled, which was surprising, but Gibbs looked very good. Bell looked good. Bubba just has not figured out road courses just yet. He was, he was kind of out to lunch all day, but at one point uh, early in that race, the top five were five Toyotas, uh, which last year, like it was calm. They were comically bad at road courses. Um, it was, it was amazing. So they've definitely figured some stuff out this year for winners. I had chase Elliott plus five fifty, AJ Allmendinger at 16 to one. But most importantly, Rod, Martin Truex Jr., 35 to 1. Let's fucking go. We needed this. Outrights have been a little tough this season. It's been a very hard year to predict. We've hit a couple here lately at William Byron, 10 to 1 a couple weeks ago. Um, and hitting this one, 35 to 1, obviously, very nice. Good way to head into the break. Take a week off from, from weekly betting on NASCAR. Um, but uh, yes, that, that felt very good. 
I was I mentioned it in the Discord on Saturday in practice. He looked like he had a lot of speed, and I was like, wow, this looks great. I love to see this for for the guy that's just my long shot. Um, and again, he'd done it three times before at this track. The pricing just did not match up to where it should have been for a guy like that. Um, and luckily, we, we decided to throw out Toyota last year, and I think that's what made the difference. Because if you look back at last year, you would not have bet on Truex because it was rough for him at, at road courses, and it was rough for the whole Toyota camp other than Bell winning Cardboard Gate. But uh, outside of that, it, it was very rough. So luckily, research paid off on this long shots, and we've, man, We've had such a string early in the season where we had the guy leading at the end of regulation six or seven weeks in a row, it seemed like, where we kept getting screwed by overtime. We had some long shots that were really close or were in position until Mr. Bleep took them all out in one foul swoop. Uh, but 35 to 1 on Martin Truex, great way to, to head into the, the summer break here, as you might say. Yeah, and that was, again, just a great, great, and it was just a feel-good story on the track. Like, everybody, nobody was, I mean, other than Kyle Busch, nobody was really pissed that, uh, that that happened. It was just, everybody was so happy for Truex. He's, he's found his groove, uh, so I definitely can't, and, and as far as being retired, I don't think he's going to retire no. anytime soon. Huh? Yeah, well, and that's uh, somebody, gosh, did they talk about that? I think they, they might did. have talked about that on the broadcast. Did, yeah. yeah. Where they were saying, you know, it's up in the air on if he'll he'll retire, but if he's winning and having fun, he's not going to retire. Well, that's the third time he's been in victory lane this season. If you remember, he won the clash to open up the season, so it doesn't count. It's it's not a points paying race. I get it. He's got two wins, but the third time this season he's in victory lane now. Artrex Junior starting to have fun again. I think, and uh, if he's having fun, he ain't going anywhere. And I think. He's actually the points leader now. I have to look. Um, if Tom believe, Brady would have had, yeah. if Tom Brady would have had as much fun in his last season in Tampa, I don't think he would have retired. I'm just saying. It's true. Yeah, that's it. we saw that because when he was having fun, he unretired, right? Exactly. But uh, yeah, Truex is back to the points lead now um, and has those multiple wins. So yeah, that's uh, good to see him back again. Didn't touch him for a while last year, but luckily he got that win earlier this season, so I could bet on him and. Uh, 35 to 1, that, uh, that vaults him up the list of, of favorite drivers quickly. <laughs> Gotta love it. Well, I had Larson as the winner. Like we said, didn't even, once he didn't get the pole, I think that was, that shot his weekend. There was no. no That's way. really what, you, man, and it looked so good on Saturday. Like that made it look, your bet look promising because it's like, okay, sure, he has to start 11th, but look how fucking good he is. And, you know, maybe he would do it again and he just, he didn't quite have it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't there for him. And I, you know, I don't know. Not that I, I saw it beforehand, but he didn't look like you know. He just, I don't know. He just didn't look like his normal self. So I don't know if he was feeling not being able to win on Saturday or whatever. Or I don't know. But who knows? Looking forward to vacation, I guess. I hey, listen. They get a week <laughs> off now. Those haulers get a little more time to get through the traffic of uh, of Northern California to get to Nashville. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. All right. Well, let's put a pin in Sonoma. I could probably sit here all day and talk about it because it was amazing, but I won't. Uh, just know that the conversation will continue in the Discord. We'll talk all about it. If you've got any other questions, maybe I'll put a couple extra uh, videos that I got in there, some some more pictures. I definitely will put the picture of Richard Petty in the uh, in the Discord. No Michael Jordan this time. Uh, sad to say, but uh, you know whatever. I don't think he was there because I never. I don't think I don't remember them showing him on TV at no, all. I don't so. think he was there either. Must have been busy. Shaq was there, but. Uh... Wait, Shaq was there and I didn't see him? Yeah, DJ Diesel. Well, he was supposed to, I guess he was supposed to do a, oh, a pre, pre-race DJ did. thing. did. He was. That was what, but that's what he was doing. Yeah. I forgot about that. you miss the that. guy that's seven foot 15, Rob? Because, Jeez. because the, 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 what you call it, the main stage is completely clear <laughs> away from the pits. I could barely see who's up there. Oh, yes. Yeah, I did see him. He was taking pictures afterwards. That's but, funny. uh, oh, so, well. anyways, yes. Right. Make sure you join us the rest of the week, too. I know that the, all three series are off this week. It is a break, but we've got futures. We're going to kind of review all the, the series, each series individually. Look at the uh, few. Hopefully, we get some Xfinity futures back up here because right now we just have cup and trucks, but I'd imagine they'll pop up uh, and just kind of look ahead. Maybe some some edge boost double down, the way you can use that to, to place some futures. IndyCar is racing at Road America this week. If we get some odds here earlier in the week, we might, might, uh, might do a special episode on that. Check out the F1 Gambling Podcast as well. They are in uh, Canada this week, so I think that's probably a decent time to actually watch watch the race here in the States, which is always nice when it's not at 3 o'clock in the morning. So uh, it is a week off 
for the Cup Series, for the Xfinity, for the Truck Series, but not a week off for us. Make sure you join us the rest of the week because uh, we got some good, fun, fun stuff planned. We sure do. Again, lots of future stuff to talk about, lots of bets to talk about, and we'll get there. So in the meantime, Cody, if they want to follow you, how do they get a hold of you on social media? Yep, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Find all my work over there. Got a couple of uh, NFL pieces in the works and uh, lots, of, lots of fun stuff coming up. So follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. You can see all that. Follow the show as well, at NASCAR Gambling. You can scroll back through. Uh, Rod posted quite a few things on there this weekend, too, for, from his, uh, his experience at Sonoma. Got a little happy with the uh, with the Twitter account this time. I was like, and then, and then I had to pop back into, into Wi-Fi range to make sure I did it. So I uh, hope you guys didn't didn't mind the spam. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media. I'll be on the back road. We're going to do a special episode. It's a week off for the, the, like Cody said, it's a week off. But in between media is going to keep going with the back road this week as well. So I'll jump on there for a special episode to recap Sonoma as well. Uh, but in the meantime, like I said, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. We'll be back tomorrow with more of the future stuff and futures talk. So until then, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>